Shaded Podcast, the show where we talk about myths, misconceptions, and things that matter. I'm your host, Fuzz. And I'm your host, Vish. How you doing? I'm good, mate. How about you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Tired. Very tired this weekend. It's been quite uh, an entertaining weekend, should we say. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least, yeah. And to be honest, it does get better when you have great weather, like we've had recently. We have, we have. It's been quite nice. All the, last night was a bit nippy, actually. I'm surprised because it was really warm during the day and it comes 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, it got a bit nippy. I had to put a jumper on. You're saying that. I'm normally like under a duvet, even if it's like <laughs> boiling. But last night I slept without the duvet on. Oh, oh very cute. Yeah. Very cute. Very cute. But how's everything else going, man? Because uh, somebody's getting married soon, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, getting married um, 12th of August. And yeah, it's it's becoming real now, slowly. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I could just just looking at your face, guys. If anyone could see his face right now, it's brilliant because you can see the nerves just crossing. <laughs> he's now doing a cute face, trying to act all cute and stuff. But um, but yeah. So in fact, we've got a we've got a great theme going on today, haven't we? We've got uh, we've got a beautiful guest coming onto our show to talk about mm-hmm. themselves and what they can bring to us as well as well as the world. Um, so Fuzz, do you know do you know any, anything about this guest at all? Oh yes, I do know about this guest. Um, oh, uh, we've been talking for a uh, bit now, and to be honest, this uh, particular person is very positive, and honestly, it's like having your own spiritual cheerleader because she makes <laughs> you feel good about yourself, regardless of how how uh, crappy you're feeling. She will make you feel like we hadn't even started the podcast, and she already made me feel good about myself. Oh, you're smiling. How cute. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to introduce our special, special guest? I absolutely am excited about this one. I'd love to introduce everybody to the beautiful Dulce Vagiani. Hey, Dulce, how are you going? Hey, guys. How are you? Um, really good. So good, good hearing you talk about your suit journey, which is pretty fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. It sets the theme for today, doesn't it? It's all about it sure good, feeling good. Yes, Absolutely. We went uh, suit shopping, didn't we? Uh, yeah, yesterday. We I'm a bit gutted I missed out, to be fair. <laughs> it We've was got pictures. For both of us. We've got yeah, pictures. We definitely got pictures. Oh, God. So uh, I'll tell you a quick story about this. So the, the funny thing about this weekend was is that we have been told, so we've, we've got strict instructions that our colours, both mine being the best man and Fuzz's being the groom, has to be the same colour. Now, I got a bit worried at this point, and I'm not going to lie, because I thought, hang on, if I if I have to wear the same as Fuzz, do people think I'm the groom as well? So is it going to be like one of these throuplet things, whatever it's called? Um, or, or me and you getting married to each other. Or that. <laughs> or that. So, uh, but anyway, it worked, it worked out really quite, quite well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But also, what do you think? In a wedding, should the groom and the best man wear the same suit, or should they have different coloured suits so you can tell who the groom is? No, why not? Why not? You know, we yeah. can set our own bar, set our own theme, be a game changer. Oh, my and, my fiance you know. didn't set the bar. She was sitting on the bar stubbornly and saying, <laughs> "You're going to do this." No, Completely change cool. the game. <laughs> you guys, you know, I know your energy and like the way you guys work with each other. I think why not? your best friends you're always in it together you've been through so much and you want to wear the same colors or you're going to wear the same colors go for it 
which is yeah. exactly what we're doing really aren't we and we've got yeah, the, uh, exactly. we've got our ties are exactly the same but just different colors so that makes makes people understand that i'm not the groom yeah um, so i've got like a paisley <laughs> gray tie and you've got like a paisley it was a navy, navy? tie navy, navy tie, tie yeah, yeah. So it's, it's so quite yeah, fit reversed I think we both look really good. Like I walked out of the changing room and I was just looking at myself and I was just, hey. It was like, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? I fell in love with myself. Hey. I fell in love with myself. You did, yeah. didn't you? But the, the best thing was, though, every suit that we had to um, to get for Fuzz, it needed to be altered. Um, <laughs> and and <laughs> every single part of it. So um, the first first shop that we went into, the guy was like, yeah, whatever leg you're going to get, we're going to have to shorten it. That was his instant reaction before he even looked at our suit. Um, yeah. We weren't there that long. We no, because yeah, because as soon as we picked up the blazer, the blazer we picked up had dust all around the shoulders and the side. And I was like, how long has this shop been open for? <laughs> has anyone ever bought any suits? But for saying that, I've bought suits from there before and I've never had that before. But anyway, that's minor. But then we went to the next next shop, which was literally the game changer for us. We knew, I knew exactly oh, yeah. where to go. I knew exactly what to get. Yeah. Um, Have you ever been to a shop like that, Tulsi, where you like go into a store and you go into one store where... They, they couldn't really give a crappy for you there and then you go to the next store and they actually give you like a full-on service yeah yeah definitely and Blue actually like kings. actually in the theme of that because the kind of campaign work i'm doing at the moment is mm-hmm. um part of the pledge to be seen which is trying to get more like fashion beauty companies to have better representation um with people with a visible difference yes. and one okay. of the, the recent things i've been doing is um customer services in like retail places and talking about like positive experience or not so great experience and I've had some experiences where like I walked into a like a, a retail shop looking for an outfit and you know the assistants kind of giving me a dirty look on like what you're going to wear that as if like somebody like me couldn't wear that but really? then we went to another shop and then like they're so welcoming they're so like amazing they're so warm um, you know, they'll even go and find a size for me or whatever. So I have experienced that. And I think having a visible difference and experiencing it that way is different as well. And not because yeah. I want to emphasize I look different because of the way, because of my scars, but customer service is everything when it's you're going key, to right? Oh, God, yeah. That key. was what made, what made us make our decision yesterday to buy the suit from the second shop. It's because we felt like they were giving us advice. They have made us feel like we're being looked after as well. Yeah. They didn't leave they our were... side. They oh, did not definitely leave our not. Side, did they? Well, although there was one point where we were being seen by one salesperson and she had to go because nobody was on the till. And then <laughs> we ended up having another salesperson. Two, yeah. Two, yeah. So we had like two salespersons who were looking after us. It was great. It was great. Now, obviously, leading, leading off that, obviously, you've partially introduced a bit about yourself. Um, in, in that last bit that you just told us to see. So we want to know more about you and so I'm, I'm sure our listeners do too. So, so tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? I'm Tulsi. <laughs> End of podcast. It's been lovely getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's all we need. So that was the show, guys. guys. To the <laughs> Check out my website for full details. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like obviously our paths crossed when I was trying to do a campaign on... Um, visible difference in the south asian community so a little bit about me is 
Um, I've got burns on my face and body. I sustained them in a plane crash when I was 10, um, in which I lost my entire family. So that's my mum, dad, and my brother. Now, like in a split second, life as I knew it just changed. And, you know, when you have a life changing moment like that, you don't know what change looks like, you know. Um, Especially at a young age, right? At such a young age. So, yeah, I was on holiday with my family. We're in, in India, and my parents decided we're going to go to Bangalore from from Mumbai. And me and my brother wanted to go Goa because that's all we knew India to be. And so is the sandy beaches of Goa? Exactly, that's what you see in the brochure. So when we heard of Bangalore, it's like who? What's even <laughs> there? Like I don't have any relatives there, so what we're we doing? So I remember reluctantly getting on the plane, and um, me and my brother both were like. When are we going Goa? Like, are there going to be beaches? And they're like, no, it's a city. I'm like, well, what are we going to do there? And then the next kind of thing is, you know, well, I was fighting with my brother on the plane because he he was sitting by the window. And I know we got blue skies today as we're recording this, but it's like, for us to see blue skies is very rare in the UK, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so seeing blue skies, green fields, it was it was just such a beautiful sight. And then. Next thing is, I hear my grandmother's voice, who I've left back in the UK, and she's talking to me very crystal clear. And you know, back in them days, it wasn't like "hello, hello," you know, at the phone, which <laughs> yeah. was like the old school phone. So it was really clear, and she's telling me, um, you know, Dulce, you've been involved in a plane crash, and Mum, Dad, and Gomesh, you know, they passed away, and you look different. So in a roundabout manner, that's what she said. Now, age ten looking different what does that even mean um and as far as i'm concerned i'm still fighting with my brother to sit by the the window seat Mm. and my gran and she's from that generation i'm sure you guys might identify is you know they're very stern they don't show their emotions they're very kind of very in control straight to the point straight to the point so when my gran was crying it was a bit like whoa what's this about thrown off but where i was in and out of sedation i think information was obviously a little bit distorted i couldn't see because i had bandages on my eyes and then i hear a young medic's voice pretty much telling me the same thing and you know he's telling me like i'm going to look after you Um, all the doctors and consultants are on the airfield attending to casualties and i'm like but why are you telling me this and more to the point i thought my grand's come to surprise me on holiday and then this young medic's voice could have been the air steward for all I know, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something. Why do you need to look after me? And what casualties? Like, and then sort of memories going. It's like I'm being flown back from India to to the UK, where I've now been transported to um, St Andrews Burns Plas- Burns and Plastic Unit in um, Billericay in Essex. Mm-hmm. Now here I met with other family members, like aunties, uncles, cousins. And all familiar voices, but kind of similar to my gran, like kind of crying and, you know, trying to hold it together and telling me the same thing. Like, Dulce, you look different. You've been involved in a plane crash, but don't worry, we're here. To my kind of understanding, it was again, like, why have they come to surprise us on the plane now? Like, where were you still were think they? you're on the plane, don't you? I still think I'm on the plane. So I'm like, why didn't I see them at the airport? You know, like, yeah how did they hide it from us Mm. but obviously like in and out of sedation in and out of theater with all these skin grafts and um, you know surgeries and smoke inhalation 
and then it's I think it's about four weeks post accident and me being there I had the opportunity to see myself in the mirror so you know they're removing the bandages and I was just excited because now between the time of me arriving in hospital to this moment mm. I'm just being dulcy with my family members very boisterous loud you know kind of like the prankster and just that person yeah so I didn't feel any different at that point and then then this opportunity comes to see myself in the mirror and I was really excited because for me what does change look like what could have actually changed like mm, yeah maybe my hair color if anything you know but yeah. at the age of 10 who's going to dye my hair right like it was silly thoughts and then the nurse and the doctor were bit like I don't think she really realizes the severity of this because the yeah. excitement I had it's not something they kind of had seen if that makes sense it was a bit like yeah. hang on this is a bit I don't think you quite realize yeah and then um yeah so this mirror you know held it up and then I think I froze for a moment because it was like oh that person in the mirror isn't me somebody's drawn that face on now for a prankster like me I literally thought that's what had happened. somebody pranked you pranked me uh. and then it's like the person in the mirror whose eyes were moving and mouth was moving I was talking and I kind of realized okay that's me I don't remember looking like this a few yeah, wow. weeks ago. Mm. Then I looked down at my left hand, you know, it was red raw, uh, obviously with burns. Um, I had metal rods sticking out my fingers. They needed straightening. So in that moment, it was like, hmm, something has happened. Mm. But again, naively or maybe optimistically, it was like this magic cloth's going to kind of take it away in a year's time. And this is no big deal. Yeah. And the theme of my life pretty much has always been it's no big deal. Like it's something that probably has got me through a lot of things. Sure. Yeah. And to the external person, what do you mean it's no big deal? Like this is huge, but yeah. That was my that's always been my way of dealing with things and It's your mantra, isn't it? It is my mantra. And so when Yeah, so when I saw my hand and then the, the person in the mirror, I was like, "Okay, something's happened." But where I was in hospital and where my family have had that time to get used to me looking this way I just thought okay it's fine you know no one treated me as the burns victim which I don't even like that word but I'm going to use the word victim in this case but sure. I didn't see myself that way and they didn't see me that way and I guess obviously in hospital they see people who look like me all the time hmm. so off I got discharged a few months later and I thought okay this is fine and it's then that life changes because now it's the name calling yeah bullying people crossing the road in case they catch something um kids throwing things at me to see what kind of emotions i might have or not do i feel anything that's horrible it's it's despicable and mm. just to think now when i look back at my 10 year old self or my teenage self I do cry because it's like look what you endured mm. and look what the world made you believe you were and you weren't yeah. that. Made yeah. me believe I was a bad person for getting this. Then being called Freddy Krueger and later to learn that that's Shit. a negative villainous role. Yeah. If this is how the world is viewing me, surely I am I must be a bad person. So I've carried that as a child. Yeah. Sure. You convince yourself of that, don't you? I when did. you when you yeah. Yeah. 
I did, and I didn't even know what, know what the word ugly meant until I looked it up in a dictionary and went, wow, is that how people see me? Okay, maybe I am then. So I internalized it to the point where I really believed it. And it's not until my recent journey, when I say recent in the last 10 years, is where I flipped that script. Yeah. So can you imagine 20 plus years is what I carried as ugly and bad, you know, that's what Those I negative words and traits that people used at you, you just held them on and kept them on board all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the barriers went up. So, you know, anyone went, any good person came close to me, I'd push them away because yeah. why would a good person want to be around me if I'm a bad person? Oh, so you thought you didn't deserve Exactly. That. Exactly okay. that. So you be, you be, it becomes a circumstantial thing where you absorb all the negative things that are said about you and you, you begin to believe that to a point where you think, okay, me having a good conversation or a hug or a bit of love, it's I'm not worthy of that. I'm yeah. not worthy of that. I mean, I, I believe this is who I am. But it, it's a difficult thing to get out of because it's like falling into a pit, right? Yeah. Trying to get out of a pit that you know is really difficult to climb out of and you keep sliding back in. You've got to have that. You you really have to have that positive push within yourself to be able to get out of it. I, I, I'm completely relating with you on this, actually. Yeah, because it's that whole thing, isn't it? If people say enough, people say something to you enough times, you start to question yourself. Well, people are saying this to me. Maybe there's some truth to it. Like mm. I, I've experienced that as well. Yeah. Like people saying certain things about me or defining me as a a certain kind of person. Yeah. And then it's easy to just fall into that because I think as humans, we do sort of self-reflect about through the environment, through other people, and then we try to assess ourselves based on that. So it's yeah. easy, easy, easily done. That. Yeah, and so me talking about this, even though I've got a visible difference right now, like my burns, that's not the whole idea of this. Anyone can relate to this because if 20 people are saying you're one way, surely you must be that right like that's what we start Mm. to believe now coming from a south asian community like all of us are from Mm. this is times a million yes and this is what's important to air right now when we come from a community we're not just surrounded by five people we are surrounded by millions Mm -hmm. exactly it's not one person it's one family are saying this then million people must be right and remember we're consistently taught others 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 Mm. others them they what do they think all the time what will others say yeah all the time so who i want to know cards on the table who is this other bring them to my door right now because i want to talk to this other because this other (laughs) doesn't exist this other is a son of a bitch it doesn't exist and so until we get to that stage and realize no other doesn't exist we will always be you know, we'll be a slave to this other, basically. Exactly. A non-existent, just a figment of people's imagination, but it holds such sort of um, authority. Absolutely. It does. And all of this is just projection. Mm-hmm. Their crap projected onto us, then us, because obviously we're already in a low place, we're going to absorb it, and all that expectation and crap's going to come onto us, and we're going to absorb yeah. it, and we're going to believe that's who we are. So... I'm not just talking anything that I've experienced. This is not just me alone. I know there's so many of us who somewhere along the line have experienced this, right? Yes. And it's easy to say, oh, well, sod it. Don't worry about what others say. Uh, Well, when you're consumed by it, it's 
hard it's difficult like i said about the pit how do you climb out of a pit like you keep sliding back into yeah um until one day you find these steps and ladders that you create yourself bit by bit until yeah. you climb up and go right that pit i'm now going to bury it all the crap you give me and i'm going to cover it with the best soil on the planet and i'm going to grow a damn fucking amazing tree on it and fuck you basically yes, <laughs> well, until then <laughs> um, we, we've got to find those stepping stones to get out of the pit so you know. th- this is the bit that i find that's that's really important now obviously you flipped it you 10 years ago around 10 years ago you say you've gone from going through all that shit absolute load of shit and having to hear that with that same crap within the community as well and it, and it, just to touch on that slightly i do believe it's a generational thing as well because yeah. back in the day yeah. you wouldn't question it you wouldn't they'd be like okay what would others think and you think oh shit okay that's enough we're not going to go any further than that the question is stopped whereas now we're in, we're in that point in our lives our generation and obviously our younger generations as well i was questioning things and it's the right thing to do why yeah. who is other yeah like yeah. you said who is other fuck them yeah. If this is who I am, then this is who I am. Enough. Yeah. End of end of conversation. But I'm really interested to see how you change your perspective from obviously going through all that to being who you are now. Because obviously I've spoken to you time and time again and I love speaking to you because you resonate such a great energy and such a great aura. You're full of positivity and you don't take shit. And that is something that's yes. very admirable admirable to me. And Fuzz will see Fuzz will tell you the same because I went through that same kind of journey. And he knows me out of the back of his hand. I don't take no shit. But I'm interested to know about how you went through that journey and how you got to that stage. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I mean, I have been a positive person because it's what I knew. But what I carried within me, that's it was all negative. It was just chat, mind chatter, as we call it, right? Mm. And but it's the positivity that did help me get up in the morning and face another day. But I say 10 odd years ago is when um you know i got i got introduced to the katie piper foundation at the time great foundation and an incredible charity incredible just incredible in every way and i only went in it with because i saw um katie's uh program uh, just a few months before i contacted the charity and i was like for the first time i saw someone out there who looks like me Mm. but it's positive and it's not in a negative way she's just so beautiful she was on the mm. screen hearts heart on the table like look this is who yeah. i am and it's like oh my gosh if she can do this then somewhere along the line i too can mm. and so when i did approach a charity it was very much on the basis of what can I do to help the charity? Not what the charity can charity do, can for, do me. for you. No. But when I did go there, they did help me in a way I didn't know I needed. And that was when we had all these social events that we met. Because again, it was about how to integrate us back into society. I.e., we have every right to be part of society. We have dreams. We have goals, mm. ambitions. Just because we look different. Just because something happens doesn't mean we can't achieve that so, yeah. so for the first time it was like oh my god i matter mm. and not only do i matter but my peers matter and then when i saw my peers and i saw beauty in them that's when i started to believe when people around me used to say you're so beautiful and i'd be like which part what are you seeing that i can't i couldn't see it mm. and so if somebody said oh my god you look so beautiful in that dress or i love your hair 
I couldn't see it. I couldn't yeah. absorb that. Um, so when I saw it in my peers, it's when I started to work on myself going, oh, I really like your hair. Like, that looks nice. Or yeah. oh, I like the way that scar looks on you. Or, oh my God, that color looks nice. So I started to do that to myself. Yeah. And obviously it's not an overnight process. And I will reiterate that again and again. It's not an overnight process. Yeah. And now where I am, even compared to when I spoke to you guys last, you know, a few months ago, totally different. So, and I'll give you an example of how confidence has changed is, I've been confident enough to wear a bikini and mine wasn't because of my scars, it's because I had a lot of belly tires and stuff like that. I didn't wear it even with that as a judgment. So when I did wear it, I was still inside. I was a bit like, oh my God, what am I doing? People are looking. And I'd still wear it. And now when I, I just got back from Turkey not so long ago, but when I wore my bikini again, the difference this time was, it's just like wearing your underwear that you would just normally wear. You don't have to worry about it. Don't think about it. Just put it on. I put it on, sat by the pool. And from where we were, to the pool to the bar it's just a short walk Dulce even two months ago might have worn a t-shirt over it to cover myself just to walk that much yeah not because I was uncomfortable but it's like oh let me just cover up a little bit just in case I'm a bit wobbly and people are looking even with that in mind okay you do it because of other people rather than... So this is where the other comes in, really. Other comes, yeah, in. other comes in, yeah. Because they might not even be looking, but yeah. I've been consumed. But I'd still wear it, but internally I was a little bit, ooh. This time, there was no option to cover. And that's not because I consciously, like, oh, I'm not going to wear a t-shirt, I'm just going to... It just naturally was that way. Yeah. And it was only until I came back with a drink and my friend said to me, do you realize you didn't even wear a t-shirt or like you didn't wear a dress over and just to go and get a drink and i went oh yeah so you didn't even notice it was seamless that's what i mean so again it's not an overnight and it's not a it's not if you do it consciously internally can still be feeling a bit like you're fighting something the fact is i'm at such a different place where i'm not fighting myself anymore Mm. and that's the bit about ownership so even two months ago as much as i can say to you i owned it there was still an element where I was fighting within. It's a process yeah. though, isn't it? it, it like exactly you said, it's, it's not an overnight thing. Um, I went but through something very similar. I just want to yeah. relate to you on that because when I was about 25, um, me and a bunch of uh, our good friends, very good friends, best friends, went to Portugal. And uh, we we're on the beach. And you know those, those little soft missiles that you can get, you just lob across and they mm. make a sound of whistles. And we're all playing that. And then everyone was like, okay, let's move to the sea. And I was like, okay. I had my t-shirt on and shorts. I just about put my shorts on that day. Now, just if the listeners don't know, I've got vitiligo. So I'm a, I was always very conscious about that. And um, we were in the sea and my mate was like, why don't you take t-shirt off? And I was like, no, 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 it's all right. And he goes, Vish, do you think people give the fuck? Mm. And I was like, that's a good point because no one was staring at me. No one, and if they did, it was a quick look and they'd glance away. So I thought, okay, let me try it. And shout out to you, Sat, because if it weren't for that moment, I probably would have been stuck in that same position of me not being able to take my t-shirt off. So that's your and, friend, isn't it? Yeah. So he yeah. was the one that said to me, do you think they give a fuck? And no one cared. And no one cared. But it's that thing, just like you said, Dorsey, it's about what others think. And you Creating do go your own that. barrier. You do. Yeah. And after that, I've not looked back. And mm. and 
you do become more confident you think actually you create this own thing in your own head where you convince yourself that people are going to look people are going to say things because other people have yeah and they've said it to your face when you're younger but you kind of hold on to that and now if i go to the beach if i go anywhere that i'm, I'm able to take off my, my uh, t-shirt i'll do it and i'll do it with 100 confidence well it seems like um this is the thing it just shows what uh positive nurturing environment can do because mm. like Dulce you said before you had where you had an environment where people like what would others say you have to think about others but then when you came to the foundation you went to these social events you basically had the opportunity because you had a non-judgmental environment and it was something where like you said you were free to actually explore wait she looks she looks good with her hair that scar looks pretty good on her and you know all of that and it just shows Amazing. how a positive nurturing environment can do because like i've had similar experiences well i think all three of us have had experiences with what would others say and he seemed to got got i think it happens to a lot of us actually especially like the new generation um that you basically it dictates your life but the second like vish can actually vouch for this the second that i stopped giving a fuck about what would others say you, you learn to discover yourself and you know how you're saying you're still learning and it's still a process for all of us isn't it mm. I've I'm seen still your entire journey yeah I'm still learning now like you know, so many things absolutely because I don't even know like when I go to the beach next time I don't know what else I'm going to discover about me or go every day's a journey amazing. exactly that and that's the whole point is you know this whole thing about you know it's not the destination it's the journey but what about if this is the destination Two years ago, Tulsa wouldn't even imagine this. So this is the destination yeah. I'm in now. Mm. I don't know when the next destination will be. Yeah. But it will be a new kind of discovery. And that's what's mm. exciting. And kind of relating back to you, Vish, with the whole t-shirt. Like, it's incredible you've got this friend who, you know, really just put those words in. And any other day that person might have said it, it may have not had the same impact. But that particular that day it just needed to be said in such a way and you're like oh yeah it's that blunt isn't it blunt approach completely yeah. and yeah. for me like but i i'm one of those i like making myself feel uncomfortable now so it's not even about exactly having a positive mean. person anymore because i am my own positive person but like when i encourage people to wear these things because i say to them that like even myself if i don't like myself in a bikini that's okay don't take a picture okay. we're the damn thing don't take a picture so you've got nothing to scrutinize hmm. and i didn't for a while but this holiday when my friend took a picture of me and i had my little lumps and bumps and all of the other things that i might feel insecure about but i posted about it on my socials because i'm like i saw it i love me looking this way because this yeah. is me that's Those it. tires represent the food that I love. <laughs> I'm Gucci. I have a variety of fried food in my diet. Hello. Standard. <laughs> but, you know, um, but I liked looking at myself and that, not cover mm. it up and let's, you know, what do you call them? Um, what do you call it? When, oh, when you Photoshop it, I didn't need to do that. No. Yeah. I didn't put no filter on it. This is me. And you know what? I've had so many positive messages on that, including at the actual holiday I went, a lady came up to me and she said to me, 
I'm really sorry to disturb you. And I said, well, take the word sorry out. Don't be sorry. It's fine. I said, she said to me, I bought this bikini, but I keep wearing a swimsuit because I just don't know if I look good in it. But I really love what you're wearing. You look absolutely beautiful. I go, well, thank you. And then she goes, anyway, look, I'll let you get on with the rest of your holiday. Two days later, when I saw her by the pool, she had a bikini on. Good. Amazing. But like that, like she absolutely had a stunning body. Mm. Now, the old thing is, if I had a body like yours, I'd wear it. We don't need to say this to people or no. ourselves. We have that body. We do because we have a body. Mm-hmm. It's ours. So we don't need to keep saying, if I had a body like yours, I'd wear it. No. Just say, listen, you've got a beautiful body. Rock it. Anyway, mm. so she wore it. And then she goes, and I didn't recognize her. And she goes, hi, how are you? And I was like, oh, hello. And then she's like, you don't remember me? I was like, no. And then she goes, I came to see you the other day. I was like, oh my God, you look amazing. And then her husband um, came to the bar when we were there, like getting a drink. And he said, I just want to say thank you for giving my wife the support and encouragement to wear this. She goes, he goes, I've always said she's beautiful because in my eyes, she's absolutely gorgeous. But I said to him, it won't matter if 5 million people say she's beautiful until she feels it. Yeah. It's nothing. It so, matter, yeah. so I just want to say thank you because whatever you've said or not, she's wearing it. Perfect. And she's and, owning it. And she's owning it. And he goes, this is one of the bikinis I bought because I just thought, I thought of her when I bought it. And I'm so proud of her for wearing it. Now for me, my work goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm on holiday minding my own, but my work comes with me. And this is what I mean about the work I do on myself. Me feeling uncomfortable, like push, pushing myself into uncomfortable situations is also helping someone that doesn't yeah. even know anything about me. It's a selfless act. See, this is, guys, this is the sort of, I know you hate the terms positivity and negativity, but to encapsulate, this is the kind of positive vibes I'm talking about. You know, Dulce is giving these energy off when she's not even trying because yeah. you're just being, it's who you are. It's you're being yourself. And yeah, it just gives a lot of people life that it just makes them like, no, do you know what? These barriers, I've put, it's, you don't realize that you put barriers up yourself. Mm. Like when I was um, 18, 19, I'd say, and I always thought I was going to die alone. I'm getting married in August. <laughs> in that gorgeous suit. Yeah, exactly. In that gorgeous suit that's currently being I... altered. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, okay, we, we're going to try and make these into shorts and then it might look normal on him. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this thing, you've got to give you, if you give yourself the permission to do the things you want, then nothing's stopping you from doing it. I was going to say, and then I met Vish and I realized, oh yeah, I can be who I want to be. Yeah. Barbie girl, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I when I first met Fuzz, it was very um, very quiet in terms of um, socially. Socially, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was and quite I, intrinsic. You were, you really were, and he he lived with me for what a year, two years maybe. I can't even remember. Two years, two years, yeah. and he came out of the house a completely different person. Not that I kept him in the basement or anything like that. He wasn't like that. <laughs> I'm not Joseph. Light. Fritz, We're not oh, in that kind of podcast right now. <laughs> so yeah, he he was a different person, and I think from an independent perspective, like sadly, Fuzz wasn't. You know, he was mm. semi-independent, but there was and a, a very re- sheltered life. You did, yeah, and you needed a lot of reassurance on, on certain mm. things, like making certain decisions, whether it be food, whether it be the way you dressed, or whether it be anything. And, and I'm the, the kind of person ironing the trousers. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I taught you that, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I burnt my first pair, didn't I? Aww. You did. So, but I mean, the thing is, is you've got to be surrounded right by. You've got to be surrounded with the right people that can actually help you and be. I'm very blunt, and I've always been very blunt. And Fuzz has known this since day dot. When we met, mm. it was there was no there's no filter to a certain degree. Yeah. Obviously, I won't say something to hurt anyone's feelings, but if I think I'm going to say whatever I say next is going to benefit you, yeah. even if you hate me for it, I will tell you. It's all you know, it's actually now you're saying it with in perspective to your experience on that beach. It's mm. almost like you're taking, taking the path, pathos that Sat gave you, yeah. and you you know for sharing it forward. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And you learn a lot as well because, like, whilst instilling positivity and confidence into somebody else, it is rewarding and it does make you feel good that you're actually making somebody else, somebody else feel good. You know, they yeah, you bring something out in the universe, aren't you? That's yeah, right. Another point here, like again, going back to our South Asian community, is like when you do something nice for someone, it's this instant thing: is what's in it for them, right? Yes. That's okay. Yes. Now we're like. I'm hearing you, Vish, at the moment, and obviously, like, even from your energy, Fuzz, is, like, when we help someone, it's nothing in it for us. There's no personal gain. Like, what you did for Fuzz, there's no personal gain. It matters not to you what happens to Fuzz in terms of where he goes, but you had to feed him goodness because you saw something so amazing in him, as we do in all human beings, to be fair. Yeah. Um, But the bottom line is, let's hold space for someone hold space one without judgment but with lots of love and watch someone grow i've had people come and go in my life who've grown and when i see them doing amazing things we may not be in each other's lives but when i see them growing and see them where they were to now i'm full of proud proudness for them pride because they're doing it with love for themselves personal gain i've got no gain but what it does to me one of my most most amazing quotes I live by is be the change you wish to see in this world Mahatma Gandhi's mm. because Gandhi, yeah. the change has to come from within first yeah. yeah, it's the domino effect when I'm doing the work I'm giving it to you guys you guys are going to give it to someone else and so forth and so forth it's like paying it forward pay it yeah. forward and as each person is living from love and compassion we are closer to that world peace that we talk about that is yeah. not a fabricated mm-hmm. thing it's a real thing Hmm. Exactly. It's like as well, like um, the whole. Even if it's if you see negative in the world, if you know that negativity is wrong, then you know what the opposite should be, which should be the right. Yeah. Even it, like this is the whole thing. I think last time we spoke, you said something similar. I might be wrong. I apologize. Apologize if I am. But it's that whole thing. We can take something from negativity as well. Always. Hmm. And you know that's that's basically how we should take everything. In every yeah, bad, there like, is good, right? Mm. Oh, and absolutely, and everything. Like, you know, if somebody says to me, "What if there's this?" and I said, "The opposite of that is love." And what if it's this opposite is love? Like, hate, hate is um, opposite is love. Fear, you've put love into it. You know, anything negative, you put love into it. That's yeah. it. It's the ultimate. It. It's yeah. the ultimate. So, again, and fear is what is being used to control us. Okay, from yeah. day dot, South Asian communities. If it's not religion, it's culture. If it's not culture, it's tradition. If it's not tradition, it's some other crap that's been made up. Mm. The point here is, <laughs> think for yourself. Yes. Yeah. For yourself, not for others. Don't do other people's thinking for them. And focus literally on your path and alignment. And the bottom line, the word focus is something I never had because I was so consumed by others. 
yeah. taking care of the rest of the world but not myself and now the, the point is I have so much focus and drive in my life now than I have ever done I still remember our first conversation as well when, when we spoke and I felt your energy literally instantly and I was like I want to get to know this girl a lot more and mm. a year or so down the line we're still chatting and you, you're, you're just the same you, you're the same there's no there's no sh- bullshit with you no. and, yeah. and, I, and that's one thing I like and just so you know guys Dulcie can cuss she can cuss hard man <laughs> I'm she can angel. cuss hard <laughs> angel with horns <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's we've had loads of fun um, on this podcast, and you know it's. I think you. I think uh, Vish will agree with this. Whenever we have a conversation, it's very. It can be very deep, but it can also be just half an hour of you cussing Vish. So it's entertaining. <laughs> what, wait, wait. Way. <laughs> why? Why is Dorsey cussing me? Why am I not cussing Dorsey? <laughs> I, I'm be- I'm beautiful, so she won't cuss me. <laughs> you, wouldn't so dare cuss her. you wouldn't dare cuss her because you know yes, you're gonna get it back ten times. <laughs> <laughs> But I've got uh, 10 questions for you. Now, it's not going to be like a school uh, school uh, test where there's Sounds a right like or wrong answer. Sounds like a bio data. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. But no, these 10 questions are devised. Um, and if anybody, any of the listeners have watched um, Inside the Actors Studio, they use this, uh, they ask these questions to the guests. And I thought, Do you know what? We've got such an amazing guest. I want to ask her these Ten questions. Uh, so <laughs> me and Vish will be asking you these ten questions. I'm gonna kick it off with the first question. Uh, number one, what is your favorite word? Ooh. <laughs> is it ooh? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Divine. 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 Divine yeah. is my favorite word. That, that is a good word. That's yeah. a nice word. Elaborate. What's what I buy? So divine, everything's divine timing. It's this divine being. Um... Divine inspiration divine inspiration everything's just divine it's all about timing and you know divine some people refer to as god some people refer to you know the pixie fairies at the end of the garden whatever it is you know whatever you believe in and it's it's a really nice thing that i'm traveling this plane and i've got this divine always by my side Mm. protecting me taking care of me guiding me and for me my divine resides in my heart in the really deep inner heart and um that's what i'm driven by so for me it's just all divine love it oh it does love, love it. it yeah yeah well i'm gonna flip it now what's your least favorite word um but the, the word i suppose that makes me cringe is hate okay. hate yeah hate yeah. hate and toxic i suppose kind of come in hand in hand, hand, in hand yeah, yeah. Toxic. um i hate the word hate because it doesn't really exist. It, it's just a fabricated word to create this barrier. I hate this. Well, it's not. You don't hate it. You dislike it. Dislike it. Well, yeah. Why do you dislike it? Let's get down to the nooks and crannies of why I dislike it. Hate is such a really heavy word. and it's from It can hate. also be manufactured as well, can't it? You can it's manufacture it. And... Yeah, Donald Trump did that for his whole uh, term, didn't he? Manufacturing <laughs> hate. Mm-hmm. And it's such a horrible fear-based kind of word that people are so caught onto it, and it's like an almost I call it like a disease. They just they have it and they wear it. And yeah. They're just like don't. Contagious. Yeah. Contagious. So yeah, no, can't stand that word. Ah. Okay. Good so answer. I'm going to ask you two questions because they're kind of related. Uh, question three is: What turns you on? 
And when I say this, I don't mean um, <laughs> not that way, uh, not sexually. But I mean, what um, what makes you like feel amazing? And it could be anything. It could be a feeling. It could be a situation. It could be even a person. Um, definitely not a person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't give that much power away. <laughs> uh, for me, like I have quite a lot that turns me on. So for me, anything that kind of evokes my soul makes me okay. like, yeah, like so it could be food. So for yeah. me, it's um, it sounds really surreal when I say it, but like very natural foods. Like I love my fruit and vegetables. I'm very much a raw person, mm. and another great pleasure of mine is when i walk into a supermarket or a market and i see fruit and vegetables like i literally do a happy dance um because i just because it's it's nature it's it's nutrients it's goodness it's colorful it's vibrant and all of that energy going into my body is just evoking more of my soul and it's just going ah oh, that was beautiful uh music is another one for me it's um very much spiritual music so i like listening to kirtan and bhajans and that evokes so much pleasure in within me and i get nice. lost i'm in a trance and nice. another thing that really really excites me is when i see lord krishna's image anywhere and it just it invokes so much youthfulness pleasure um happiness joy and magical wonderment oh it's like Alice in Wonderland it's like ooh wow so when I see that image of him that's what it evokes within me so I kind of it's a bit of combination of all of that yeah uh, well got to flip and reverse it question four is what turns you off um, ignorance arrogance egomaniacs um, and people who flash flash their cash but have got nothing in them so you know More. yeah so it's like no substance because yeah. like for me and also something else well prior to question i mean as into question three what also turns me on is somebody with a really intelligent mind is smart mm, and i will go, go on this is i don't care what your job title is i couldn't give a flying fuck but how you present yourself to me when you talk to me is everything mm. Yeah. And in terms of question four, like if you haven't got any of, if you haven't got emotional intelligence or you haven't got emotional, uh, you haven't got a strong mindset, mm. for me, that's the biggest turn off. Of course. Of course. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Lack of ambition is very much a turn off for me. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got you to need that mental passion. stimulation as well, don't you? When, yeah. you? when you talk to someone. And I said, like, for me, I don't care what career. So, say, just hypothetically, you know, a street cleaner. Nothing wrong with that, and I will reiterate to the cows come home. But ambition is where okay, today I'm gonna to be cleaning the streets maybe for another year. But you know what? One day I wanna own my own company where I have ten people under my belt. Then I'm gonna go on to have an office and I'm gonna go on to have a refuge uh, you know, collecting thing, and then I'm gonna have a plant somewhere and that's ambition. Knowing okay. that there is another step that they're willing to take to another step, yeah. to another Completely. step, there's progress. Yeah. Completely. So that's what I love. So for me, equality is amongst. I've always said hello to, you know, somebody in the street, as I've said hello to someone in a restaurant, as I've said hello to anyone. Hmm. To me, you're a yeah. human being. I don't care. You're equal. Job title means sodo. Like family uh, titles mean nothing to me. 
auntie, uncle, mother, cousin, father, it means nothing to me. That how reminds me of it. He'll cuss anybody. He won't give a damn, will they? Yeah. That's how exactly you why I'm laughing already. Is everything. So if I have to let go of people in my life, regardless of their job title, I'm so good be it. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Oh, right. You ready for question number five? Well, go for it. <laughs> okay. What sound or noise do you love? Oh man. Um. Okay. The sound I love is a child's laughter. Yes. That's nice. That Same as me. Beautiful sense, like something they'll just find funny, and they'll just keep laughing and laughing and laughing, and it's contagious. Yeah. Like a smile is contagious. Yeah. Um, and what else was the question? Sorry, because I got so like caught up in that. What, what sound or noise do you love? Yeah. So, so yes, yeah. a, a, a child's laughter all the way. Okay. And the next one to follow off that is what sound or noise do you hate? Um, men farting. <laughs> That's it. Dolce, right. When we meet in person, you're just gonna hate me so much. No, like actually, we were getting our suits fitted yesterday. <laughs> oh, check this. Oh. <laughs> So go on, first you got to tell this story. I could not stop laughing when I found this out later on, and I can see so, why now. <laughs> so basically, um, uh, after wearing the suit, um, the woman was basically putting pins around the leg at the bottom to see how much they need to reduce it. And she was on her knees, like, <laughs> from behind, looking in the mirror. Oh, dear. And I was like, oh, no, I need to fart. But I had to hold it because her face was directly behind, behind my bum. Ass. So I was like, <laughs> and then when we went, when we got out of the shop, I said to Vish, "Oh, do I really need to fart?" But I didn't want to because it'd be like a huge, like jet, like a. Air it would kill that. Oh my god! <laughs> I've been having this pun This, this, it literally, it was so funny because it, it, I didn't, I knew something was wrong because first his face just looked like he was going I was to literally explode. like this. Yeah, <laughs> his eyes were wide, and I was like, "This doesn't make any sense." He's just getting like. Some pins put in. Is she, is she stabbing him with the pins or what? But no, he just needed a fart. Yeah, sorry, that's needed. why we got in there. Um, okay, yeah. So you yeah. hate you hate men fighting. No, that's not the noise. The noise I hate the most is when people eat with their mouth open and it's just. Oh, like, oh, oh. I can't. Sorry. How how is ASMR a thing? Because that's basically ASMR, isn't it? People going like. And no. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't like it. Don't no. like it. Dorothy's ready to help. Yeah, it's a nasty thing. It's a horrible thing to hear. Yeah, really, really. I do no, not want to see your food coming out your mouth and what you ate. We're good, thank you. Exactly. Or talking with their mouth open as well. I don't, yeah. I don't like that. You know, I do. Or this, talking with your mouth open. Of course, you're going to talk with your mouth open. I mean, eating with your mouth open and then yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, going on to that, uh, number seven. What is your favourite curse word? Fuck. There you go. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? It's just it's that such whole a beautiful thing. sound. Yeah. There's it's a, there's a guru. Thing there's this guru who's actually talking about this word fuck and how it's so he can use it in anything yeah I don't give a fuck fuck you yeah what the fuck you can even do it like you can do it like when you're happy it's like oh fuck me and also if you're from a South Asian community or other communities their swear words is way more graphic than fuck so oh yeah oh yeah and we use that very openly so fuck is very mild I'm I'm (laughs) I remember in college when I had to explain what bench on meant and like, why why do you say that? It means six, sister fucker. It's like why sister fucker? I'm like I don't know. I guess I guess there's it's so one many like <laughs> straight to the point. Apparently, I do that when I'm driving. I I don't curse in English. I curse in Gujarati when I'm driving. So if somebody cuts me up, I'm like bench on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 
simple way of expressing us. And <laughs> apparently, they. Uh, those who swear are very intelligent, so yeah, I, I'm I'm all up for that one. Yeah, so fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, next question. You ready? It is what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I think I'm living it, so it's it'll be hard to say. But I'd, do you know what I would really like to do? I would just like to fly the world first class in my own private jet and just be sitting there looking out the window and just be like. Yeah, that's the profession I want to be in. Wherever we can sit in the private jet. Globetrotter, yeah, just get to the words out of my mouth. Jet setter, globetrotter, exactly. exactly. All of that. What you should do, food journalism, because apparently they get to travel everywhere, don't they? They do. Yeah. We're in the wrong profession, mate. That's it. Eating and then food I'd be happy to show off my roles after that. Food. <laughs> eat all the time. You know how I'm I gonna this beat. one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one I made in Bombay. This one I made in Mauritius. <laughs> you just... You put a map map on your own body. Um, going off at the back of that though, number nine, what profession would you not like to do? So it's not a profession that you dislike, but what, something that you, you would not like. Anything to do. in the finance industry, like any of that kind of money. You wouldn't like to do. No, that. oh god, oh, yeah. numbers just—I don't get it. <laughs> you could just sit on the desk and say bye, 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 sell, 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 and just. Yeah, but I just like, like talking about mortgages and percentages. It's like. That's lovely. Yeah. Here's my money. Just do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, go, that's what financial advisors are for, right? So I just don't wait. Like I, I love anything in the. I like anything medical. I love all that. Like that excites. Oh yeah. But give me stuff. Anyone talks percentages and nah. We're, we're like that. Mm, yeah. Okay. Question number ten. This is the final one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm already living in heaven, so that's that one already. Um, but what would God said? He goes, "Well, I'm proud of everything I've given you. You've used it to the full max, and um, yeah, you've completed your sole purpose. So thank you very much. Over and out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and here's your here's your private jet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great, wouldn't it? That would be. There's your well, private, you private jet because I'll be flying with the angels up there. So exactly. that's true. You won't need it. <laughs> but you can click your fingers and be in a different place exactly so you'll be alright yeah. no drama oh Dorsey it's been absolutely amazing having you today it's it been has been awesome brilliant. It's brilliant. oh actually do you know what I noticed something the other day that uh, I was reading an article and someone popped up and it was you Dorsey in, in Glamour so you actually yes. popped a little yeah it was an awesome Ooh. article do you want to quickly tell us about that yeah well, no yeah so um, articles related to uh, just last week uh, we had Face Equality Week, so that's yes. part of Changing Faces, which is a leading charity in the UK, helping people with their visible difference. And um, the whole idea of the campaign is hashtag is stop the stare. Yeah. And it's basically, you know, we've all been taught it's rude to stare. Mm. And that's fine. Now we all look, of course we all look, but to stare and make someone feel uncomfortable, it's not on. And the whole idea of this campaign was to equip yourself with better ways to, if you do catch yourself staring, what to do. Yes. If you want to know why someone looks different, i.e. with a visible difference, do go and ask them. Mm -hmm. Don't just stare. Yeah. You know, um, we all daydream. I myself absolutely hold my hand up. I do stare at things. But where another person starts to feel uncomfortable, it's like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing to them? Yeah. But I might be looking at their shoes and just going, wow, they're so nice. And instead of staring, just be, sorry, um, can I just ask you, 
your shoes are beautiful where did you get them from or just say wow i love your shoes yeah so it's like let's just have this common decency to make people feel good about themselves but not staring to make them feel uncomfortable 100%. that article was on the back of that um and yeah it's just talking about what staring does to someone when you have a visible difference or even a you know visible disability it's uncomfortable not acceptable and we can do things to change that so yeah so that was a campaign last week um i'm sure um wish you can sort of relate to this as well at some point Absolutely. Absolutely. so yeah i think the good thing about this this um the article was it was for joe public it wasn't it wasn't for people with visible differences in a sense it wasn't targeted at them it's targeted at people that actually are the people that would accidentally i would say would stare without realizing that they're doing it yeah. but the the impact that it has on the person who's been stared at is it's horrible it's been in that situation um and also it's, it's a good point of education for people that do end up in that situation where they are looking at someone because it's really important actually because i, I get it a lot where it's usually the child um and the parents are with them and you'll see the parents saying stop staring and they'll pull them away um, whereas I, I would personally go up to them and like I had a kid just say to me recently, oh, what happened to you? And I explained it. I go, this is what it is. I go, I'm like a tree. Like when the leaves fall off the trees, in autumn they change colour. I'm pretty much the same. However, it's all the time. But I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of educate the child and explain what it is and how skin is, is different to theirs. But it feels exactly the same. It's not contagious. Yeah. Educate, educate, educate. And I think that article is really good in that sense. And it is, it is, and it, like kids are inquisitive. It, of course, they are. They're trying to shape 100%. the world. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that's the whole idea of this. Is it's okay to ask, and um, you know, kind of on the back of all of that, the fact that it's in Glamour magazine. You know, the ten-year-old Dulce who didn't have anyone to look up to. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for her because I am putting myself out there now as a South Asian girl with burns. What was my my measure? I was measured next to a Bollywood actress. She doesn't even look like a Bollywood actress, right? She's got real life stuff going on. So that was a big, big shoes to fill to look like someone I'm not ever going to look like. Hmm. For that, I always never felt good enough. Now I do catwalk, you know, I'm, I'm an ambassador for a charity. I'm a model. I do modeling for Avon. So it's like, I'm doing everything that my 10 year old self could never even imagine. So and- an important message for your 10 year old self if you were going to have if you had like 30 seconds to say something to your 10 year old self what would it be um it the world is a little bit you know misconstrued and you will be faced with things but just know who you are and know your purpose and know you are loved and that you matter and everything that you dream of can come true and do dream big Lovely. There you Absolutely go. lovely. Less than 30 seconds, that. Yeah, that was good. Straight <laughs> to the point. No bullshit. Well, I'm a motivational speaker, so I've got to know my timings. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unlike me, who just rambles on for like 60 years. That's why you've got a podcast. That's also true. <laughs> it works well in that sense. It does. Exactly. Really exactly. Now, it's all, honestly, you've been an absolute pleasure. Thank it's been you. fantastic. Yeah, it's, been, it's been so fun. Yeah. Always is. Always is when we talk to you, Dulce. And I've not even cussed you once today, so oh, I'm quite man. happy with that. I think we Generally. need to do another podcast just for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dorsey and Vish cuss. Hosted yeah. by Fuzz. Yeah, there you go. I'll be the referee. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, listen, on that note, I want to say a massive thanks to Dorsey for coming in, both me and Fuzz too. It's been 
an amazing ride. This conversation was fantastic, and it's nice to see you know you're, it's nice to hear your journey from where you came from and, and who you are today and and you've put on such uh, again i know you don't like the word positivity a lot but it's very nice to hear of, of your journey where you come from to where you are now and, and the positive journey you've had mm-hmm. yeah you've had to go through shit to get there but you've inspired me on this conversation to to, to want to do better for myself as well mm-hmm. um and I'm sure Fuzz as well. But and, and oh yeah, every, all the every time I speak to those, yeah, every time. I, I want the listeners to take a lot away from this as well. And also mm. stop the stare. Hashtag stop the stare. Yeah, because you know, yeah. it, it is important. And uh, people do who do have visible differences as well. We're all human. You know, we have feelings. Yeah. You know, so fuck you if you're gonna keep staring. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> But no, thank you so much, Dulcie. Fuzz, do you want to say anything before you? No, I just want to say a huge thanks to Dulcie for being on the show, for sharing your experiences and even like sharing the new experiences that you're feeling, you know, in the matter of a few months. And yeah. It just shows we're developing as, as well. Just sharing that, you're showing that we develop. We're always constantly developing, you know? Yeah. So, That's the bottom line. We are. And then hopefully when we do another part two, you know, things will be different then and you'll be married as well by i'll then. be married i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> and um you know we'll have lots to talk about then as well but you know my journey is just more than my accident but that's for part two <laughs> awesome. love it absolutely awesome. love it the fact that Dulcie has said she's gonna be do part two there you go we're gonna hold you hold that to hold you to that actually <laughs> put your teeth back in first you keep losing your teeth every week <laughs> on that note guys you've been listening to the shaded podcast i'm your host vish i'm your host fuzz and i'm tulsi thank (laughs) you for listening to us (laughs) that's a wrap guys yay that's all folks thank you for listening to the shaded podcast Follow us on Instagram at The Shaded Podcast for the latest updates.